Welcome to our class in Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very special Chassidic discourse. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Gal Enai Vabito Niflois Mitura Secha. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos, Parshas Emor, Yud Tes Eor, the 19th day of the month of Eor, and Tafshin Lama Zayin, 44 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this discourse in the year Tafshin Nun Aleph, exactly 30 years ago. So the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse in the uh, Psalms, chapter 119, verse 18, where King David says to Hashem, Galenai, open my eyes, reveal my, to my eyes, Vabito, so I can see, Niflois mi secha, the wonders of your Torah. So the Rebbe Marash, the fourth Chabad Rebbe, brings an explanation on this verse, uh, an Chassidic Discourse based on this verse, and he says that based on what the Altima writes in his prayer book, in his Chassidic teachings, in reference to Lag Ba'imer, and the Altima writes that where do we find the idea of Lag Ba'imer, the 33rd day of the month of Oimer, in the Torah? So the Altima brings the verse where we, when there was a uh, an uh, issue between Lavan and Yaakov, Laban was Yaakov's father-in-law, so... Ya- the, 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 the Yaakov built a mound, a gal, a little mound, and Lovett said, Aid Hagal Hazed, this mound should be like a witness and a testimony that we're going to get along, we're not going to fight with each other. So that's the Altar says is the source of Lagba'imer in the Torah, in the five books of Moses. So based on that, the Rebbe Maharaj says that the source in the, in the writings uh, from King David is this verse, Gal Enai Vabita Niflois Mitarasacha. The Rebbe says, we know that everything in the Torah is very, very specific. So you must say that, what's the Rebbe Marash saying? The Rebbe says, what's the verse? The verse is on the Torah is Eid HaGalazeh. So the Rebbe Marash is saying that this verse in the, in, 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 from King David is also in reference to Lag Boimer. So therefore, in other words, in order to come to the level of Eid HaGal Enai, which is in, in Psalms, you have to first have the first verse, the verse in the Torah, Eid HaGalazeh. So in other words, practically what the Rebbe is saying is like this, that there's obviously a spiritual significance and a spiritual idea behind this verse, Gal Enai, and there's a spiritual idea behind the verse of Eid HaGalazah, and in order to reach this deep level of Gal Enai, where it says in Psalms, you have to first have Eid HaGalazah, where it speaks about in the Torah. And that's the Rebbe is going to explain in this specific discourse. Now, the first Rebbe starts off saying, on a simple level, this verse of Gal Enai, where King David is turning to Hashem and he says, open up my eyes and reveal to me, Gal, reveal, Vabitos, I can see the secrets of the Torah. The Rebbe says simply, you can find a simple connection with Lagbaimer. I mean, obviously we're going to learn the deep connection between the two verses, but on a simple, a simple level, what's a simple connection? The Rebbe says like this, because what do we know? What's in Lagbaimer? Lagbaimer is the day of the passing of Rashbi, Roshim Yechai. What, what was Rav Shunem Because we know that Rav Shunem he's the one that revealed Giloi, Gal's revelation. He revealed the Pneumius of Torah, the inner dimension of the Torah. And like it's brought down in many, many places that the revelation of the revealed part of the Torah, that was through Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu went to heaven, brought down the Torah. The revelation of Pneumius of Torah, Kabbalah, mysticism, the Zohar, that was from the Rashbi, Rav Shunem now, the main revelation took place when, even though he taught it his whole life, was the day he passed away. Like the Zohar says, 
that the day Rav Shemayichai passed away, he revealed to his students, I'll quote it, Milin Kadishin, very holy words, that he did not reveal his whole life. Because um, the things that he revealed then were much higher than he revealed his whole life. Because obviously the Rajbi himself was afraid to reveal it. It was so deep before then. On the day he passed away, he revealed that. And when he revealed it, he instructed his students to write it down. And once it was written down, through that writing it down then, when he passed away, it was revealed to everybody. And up to the point it was revealed, and the expression of it used as he spied us, it wasn't just deep and abstract, but it was a way that we were able to, Bahavana Vasaga, we were able to understand the deep teachings of the Arizal and the, the Rajbi. And this revelation came down to all the Jewish people. When did it happen? Even though it happened, happens throughout the time, but it started the process, happened the day he passed away, by writing it down and instructing it to be written down. And Rebbe Anthony says like this, we know that what happens is the day a person passes away, the essence of the person's life, of their whole life, gets revealed. So it's self-understood, that's the same thing that applies to Rashbi. When he stood for his whole life, revealing Primius Atayra, that took place on the day he passed away in a much deeper level. And as what got revealed was the essence of all the secrets of the Torah that he revealed his whole life. And every single year on Lag Ba'imer, this revelation of Lag Ba'imer gets revealed and renewed just like in the first time. Knows the revelation of premius Torah, the Torah of Rashbi, the Torah of Kabbalah and Chassidus gets revealed on a whole different level on Lag Ba'imer. And as we know that um, Lag Ba'imer, it's brought down in many places, it's considered the Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah of premius Torah. Shvuas, we know, is the giving of the Torah of the revealed part of the Torah. So therefore, just like on Cha and Shavuos, we celebrate Shavuos not just in the past. Every single year we celebrate Shavuos. We celebrate the fact that God gave us a Torah and it keeps on giving it to us every single year on Shavuos. So the same thing also, the giving of the Torah that Rashbi revealed the deeper secrets on Lag Ba'imer. So every single year on Lag Ba'imer, you can reconnect to those deeper secrets. That's why it's important this year on Lag Ba'imer to make sure to learn Chassidus, Kabbalah, mysticism, Zohar, because you'll be connected to, to Rashbi in the most deepest level and the revelations are going to be totally, totally off the charts on Lag Ba'imer itself. Throughout the year, it's great, but obviously, like, Boim is even stronger and better. So, based on this, Trevor explains that's the connection with the verse in uh, in Psalms and King David, where he says, Galenai, reveal to me um, the, the secrets of the Torah. Because what's the secrets of the Torah? Premius of Torah. And Galenai means it should be revealed. When was it revealed? On Lag Boimer. So on a simple level, level the Rebbe is saying that this verse where it speaks of revealing the secrets of the Torah is literally the subject of Lag Boimer, where the secrets of the Torah are revealed. So that's in general. But in the Chassidic Discourse, he goes on to explain more in depth and he says as follows. That when, it re- when, when we say reveal the secrets of the Torah, so the Rebbe says there's, there's two levels in the secrets of the Torah. What, what brings us two levels? So the Rebbe brings from the Zoyar. The Zoyar says as follows. When it comes to Torah, there's four, actually four levels. In the secrets of Torah, there's two. But in general, in Torah, there's four levels. What are the four levels? There's Levush, the garment. There's the body. And then there's the soul of the Torah and the soul of the soul of the Torah. So again, we have the garment, the body, the soul, and the soul of the soul. The revealed part of Torah 
is the garment and the body. What's the garment? What's the body? So the stories in the Torah is the garment. And the halachot, the law in the Torah is the body. The soul of the Torah, that's primius of Torah. And in primius of Torah, the secrets of the Torah is two levels. There's rosin de raisa, which is regular secrets, sosim, the shama of the Torah. And there's rosin de rosin, which means the secrets of the secrets, the neshama of the neshama. Again, just to recap. There's lavush, the guf, neshama, and the neshama of the neshama. There's the revealed part of the Torah has two parts, the lavush, which is the stories. The body is the halacha. And then you have, in the concealed part of the Torah, you have the neshama, and the neshama of the neshama, the secrets and the secrets of the secrets. So what's the request, what's the request of Gal I reveal my eyes, I want to see Niflois mi Torah secha, the wonders of your Torah, and it says Niflois, plural, plural of the wonders. In other words, King David is praying, and each and every one of us are praying, that we should see the two levels of the Torah, of the secrets of the Torah, the secrets and the secrets of the secrets. And... Uh, the Rav explains over there and he says that the secrets of the Torah, we know, for example, you'll have a neshama. Neshama, there's five levels. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chayi, and Chida. And generally, they go into two categories. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama is the lower level than Neshama. And then you have Chayi, Chida, which is the higher level than Neshama. So the Neshama of the Torah is referenced to Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Naran. And the Neshama of the Neshama is Chayi, Chida. And the Rebbe says it's possible to say that the whole his whole life in the Rashbi was teaching the Zayan, he was teaching Premier Satari, he was teaching Chabalang Sidut, etc. That was the lower level, that was the Nefeshruach Neshama, which was the Neshama of the Torah. And the day he passed away, he taught the higher level, Chai Yechida, the Neshama of the Neshama, the secrets of the t- secrets. <clears throat> now, in that's from the Rebbe in the in the Rashimot, in the writings of the Tzemach Tzedek, on Tilim, on this verse, So he brings over there this Zoyar, that says that this Levush, which we know is the stories of the Torah, the Guf, which is the Halacha of Torah, both part, the revealed part of Torah, there's Neshama, which is Primius of Torah, and Neshama of Neshama, the inner depth of Primius of Torah. And he explains over there, and the Tzemach Tzedek explains, that what's the request? Gal Einai, Vabita Neflois, that we should not only see the lavush, which is referring to what? The revealed part of the Torah, we should also see the neshama. That's the way the Tzermatan starts explaining. All of a sudden, in the middle, he brings up from the Shalom HaKadosh, that says, that you know what it means, Rabbit and the Flies from Teresacha? That we should see the kavana, the intent of the mitzvahs. And then he recaps and he says, after he brings this Shalom, which all of a sudden brings an idea of the kavana of the mitzvahs, he explains that, What's Niflois? He said Neshama. What's, what does Neshama mean? So he translated. It means Primius Torah, the inner secrets of the Torah, the, the soul of the Torah. So Rebbe asked a question. One second. He started off to explain Lavush, which is revealed part of the Torah. Then you went on to explain Neshama. And then you interject about from the Shalom College, Kabbalah, and Mitzvahs. And then you finish off Neshama's Primius Torah. First, seemingly, he should have finished off um, the neshama, which is premier Torah, and then bring in. He wants to bring in another insight of the of the of the, uh, of the shalah that it's referring to kavanas hamitzvahs. But this that he brings kavanas hamitzvahs in between the shama and premier Torah, obviously, it it knows kavanas hamitzvahs is going to help us 
and, and, and explain to us in deeper the idea of the secrets of the Torah, which is referring to the Neshama of the Torah. And the question is, what, what, what is that? And obviously the Rebbe is going to explain that in this discourse. So the Rebbe starts off by saying that with order to understand this, he's going to give an introduction based on what the verse says, Gal Einai. What is King David saying to Hashem? Gal, reveal my eyes. What are you asking from Hashem? That open up my eyes. So the Rebbe says, one second. What's the reason why we don't see things? Because our eyes are closed? Our eyes generally are opened. The reason why we don't see things is because the secrets are buried. In other words, the secrets are concealed. Now, and never explains the different levels of concealment. In other words, you have, when we learn the Torah, you reveal, you're learning the revealed part of the Torah. You learn Chumash, whatever, you, you're seeing the revealed part of the Torah. Now, the concealed part of the Torah is not a new Torah. It's concealed within the revealed part of the Torah. So that's one level of concealment. That it's concealed, the concealed part of the Torah is concealed within the revealed Torah. That's one level. But then there's the neshama of the neshama, which means the concealed of the concealed, which is concealed behind the concealed part of the Torah, that it's, it's totally concealed, deeper than even reve- deep, deeper than it's concealed, that it's not revealed. It's in essence, it's, it's concealed. It takes much more work to, to conceal something which is in, in essence totally locked up. And as for example, you have certain things which people know, you just keep it secret. But then you have a secret, you don't even know it's a secret. So if the issue is that the secrets of the Torah are secretive, whether it's secretive behind the revealed part or it's totally secretive, the prayer shouldn't have been, open my eyes, your eyes are open, how are you going to see the secrets? The prayer should have been, Hashem, reveal not my eyes, reveal the secrets that are in the Torah. So what's the, what's the request that he's praying to Hashem that he should open up our eyes? So the Rebbe explains the, the, the idea um, as follows. There's a famous medrash. The medrash says as follows. That there was once a king. And the king made a decree and he said that the uh, people of Rome should not go down to uh, Syria. And the people of Syria shouldn't go up to Rome. That means everyone should take their spot and no commingling. Syria is Syria. Rome is Rome. No, 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 no connection. So that's what the medrash gives an example. It's a marshal. So he says the same thing also when Hashem originally created the world. Hashem said... The Shemayim, Shemayim Lashem, the heaven belongs to Hashem. The Aretz and the earth he gave to human beings. That means Hashem is heaven is heaven, earth is earth, and there's earthly, there's heavenly ideas and there's earthly ideas, and two different entities, two different worlds, and totally not connected. What happens? Hashem wants to give the Torah. How do you give the Torah? Hashem's in heaven, and we're down here. How do you create a fusion? But he wanted to give, give the Torah, what was he saying is, that now you can have a relationship with me. But how can we have a relationship with Hashem if the heaven is heaven, earth is earth, there's no connection. So Hashem came along and he nullified that decree. And he said very simple, and this is important. He says, guess what? No, we have, we have to break the, break the boundaries. And what he said was, guess what? The Tachtoinim, earth, is going to get elevated on high. And what's going to happen afterwards high is going to come down below so there's, since you have heaven and earth two different entities so you have to break that and Hashem said the order is going to be first earth physicality materialistic is going to be opened to spirituality to godliness and then godliness is going to be able to penetrate down into this world now that was the plan that was the plan but then Hashem said almost like a switch I'm going to start out 
How do we know Hashem is starting out? Because what happened? The Torah says clearly, The infinite Hashem came down on Mount Sinai. Hashem is in heaven. All of a sudden, Hashem is down here. After God came down to Sinai, we all know what happened afterwards, after he gave the Torah, then God said, Well, Moshe Amar, Moshe is of someone down in this world, in this world, Alei El Hashem, come up to me to heaven. Now, so the Rebbe says, one second, what did Hashem say initially? That the lower world should go up on high, and then the higher is going to come down. What happened first? First, the high came down here. Hashem came down here. And Hashem said, I'm going to start it first. If Hashem started off by coming down first, which is okay, why didn't he say, okay, heaven's going to come down to earth, and then earth is going to come down to heaven, like it was, where Hashem came down, then Moshe Rabbeinu came up. And Rebbe explains, because, and this is extremely important, even though in reality Hashem came down first, and then Moshe Rabbeinu went up, that means first higher came down lower, and then the lower got elevated, because the, and I'll say it in Hebrew, because it's important, and I'll translate it, because the Tachlis HaKavona, Tachlis HaKavon is a very, very powerful statement. That means the ultimate purpose, the ultimate purpose, underlined and in bold, of Hashem giving the Torah is so that, like Hashem said, Tachtoinim, materialism, physicality, um, down below, anything low of godly energy where God is concealed and God is not revealed should be elevated and should receive godly energy in it. That means that the physical, materialistic, coarse world should become a vessel for godliness. Not only that, a step further and a step deeper, that drawing down godliness into the materialistic physical world shouldn't be because God's all of a sudden bringing in this powerful light. But we, down here below, should meditate, should want God and godliness in our life. Again, this is an extremely important part. So let, let's, I just want to recap. What Rebbe is explaining is like this. There was initially a separation. There was spirituality and there was physicality. Everyone did their own thing. God is God. We're down here doing our thing. There was no connection. Hashem comes along and says, no, I want to give you the Torah. So we have to break that cycle. How are we breaking that cycle? What's going to happen is you guys are going to get reformed. You guys are going to refine yourself. You're going to want light in your life. You're going to want God and godliness in your life. And then I'm, and I'm going to bring down God and godliness tonight. Reality, what happened? It didn't start that way. First, God brought down godliness, and then we got elevated. Why? Because the reason why, the reason why Hashem said first we have to be elevated, because the ultimate goal is not that we should be inspired. The ultimate goal is we should work on ourselves. We should transform ourselves. That we should be a vessel for godliness. That's the ultimate goal. Now. In order for us to do our job, what had to happen first? Hashem had to come and inspire us. So Hashem came down first. And that was the beginning of the process. But the goal is not to wait for inspiration. The goal is we should do the work. Sometimes we need inspiration to do the work. God, God will give you the inspiration. God will, will inspire you in many different ways. But the goal is for us to be transformed. 
key. The goal is for us to be transformed. And that's why it says the first thing is important is we have to know that the goal and the intent is we need to transform ourselves. We need to become a vessel for godliness. We need to refine ourselves to be more happier, to see the light, peace, unity. We need to want it. Our core selves, the materialistic world has to see it. Hashem started the process to give us the inspiration. So the same thing also, that happened when, when God gave the original Torah, the revealed Torah. So the Rebbe explains the same thing happened when God gave Matan Torah of Pneumius, a Torah on Lag Ba'imer. In other words, the intent of breaking the, the distinction between higher and lower also applies not only to the revealed Torah and Matan Torah where Hashem came down, also applies when it comes to Chassidus, when it comes to the, the internal part of the Torah. That, uh, that the revelation of Pneumius Torah shouldn't be because the Rajbi and the Zohar and all the heavy Kabbalah. But the person should want that revelation. The person should be a vessel for Chassidus and Pneumius Torah. And that's why the verse says, Gal Enai. What was the question? We said, reveal the Torah. No, Gal Enai, open up our eyes so that our eyes can see the secrets of your Torah. That Hashem should inspire us. Hashem should open our eyes that we should see the Torah not because the Torah is being revealed, but our eyes are opened. We want to become a vessel. Just like when it was by Martin Torah, the same thing also applies to the idea of Chassidus, that we want to and we need to become transform ourselves to become a vessel. Gal Enai. The eyes, the physical eyes should be opened. So based on this, the Rebbe explains something, something deeper and he says like this. It says that Galenai, we're saying to Hashem, open my eyes. It was inspiring me to open my eyes, but my eyes are going to be opened, and I'm going to see the wonders of your Torah. What what, what, knows, what do I want to see? I want to see the wonders. Wonders are referring to Premius Torah. Whether it's the Neshama Deir Isa, or the Neshama of the Neshama. The, the deep secrets, or even the deeper secrets. But it should be, it should be where me Torah Secha from your Torah. In other words, Galenai, my eyes should open. Vabita, I want to see Neflois, the wonders, referring to previous Torah at both levels. But where should I see it from? I want to see it from the your, from the Torah. Which Torah? The revealed Torah. From the revealed Torah, I want to be able to see the, the secrets. Why? Isn't the goal, I want to see the secrets? I want to see Kabbalah, Zohar, angels, all the heavy stuff. Who cares about the revealed part of the Torah? I want to go straight to Kabbalah, straight to Chassidus. And the answer is, the Rebbe explains, no. Because the whole idea of the world and us physical hu- human beings, it all starts in Torah. It all starts in the revealed Torah. And when we learn Torah, us human beings learn Torah, the revealed part of Torah, specifically the revealed part of Torah, which we said before, what's the revealed part of Torah? The body and the garments, which is basically the stories of the Torah and the halacha of Torah. When we learn the stories of the Torah and we learn the halacha from the Torah, that's through there we reveal the secrets of the Torah and the secrets of the secrets of the Torah. And when a person starts off the process by first reading the stories in the Torah and then doing the halacha and then you bring in the secrets of the Torah then the person gets elevated and then the person gets to see the secrets of the Torah through the person himself through anchored in reality through literally being down to earth and Rebbe explains these two ideas of 
transforming yourself, transforming the world, and bringing in the powerful light, and that breaks the boundary between higher and lower, where they become totally confused. Rebbe says, these are the two ideas. This is the idea of Torah in general and mitzvahs. And it's learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. What does that mean? Rebbe says like this. When it comes to Torah, when you learn Torah, whether it's Mishnah, Talmud, Chumash, Prophets, when you're learning Torah, what does that mean? You're sitting and learning Torah. You're literally drawing in godliness into your life. Drawing godliness, bringing in light in your life is by learning Torah. It means, for example, you want light in your life? Learn Torah. Open up a Chumash, open up a Prophet, open up a Mishnah, open a Talmud, listen to a class on YouTube, listen to one of these classes, any classes. You're learning Torah, you're bringing the light into the world. Now, that's what happened in Matan Torah. Hashem came down, He gave us a Torah. But on the other hand, we know we have to transform and elevate ourselves and the world. Which was, again, obviously that was revolutionized in Matan Torah. But how, where is that played out that we transform ourselves in the world? That's when we do a mitzvah. Because think about it, when you do a mitzvah, you're taking a physical thing and you're transforming it. You're taking self and transforming it. What's the difference between Torah and mitzvah? It's very simple. Because we know Torah, what's Torah? Torah is Dvar Hashem. It's the word of Hashem, the word of God. It's the Chachmah of Hashem. It's the wisdom of Hashem. So we're dealing with heavy, heavy light, the will, the Torah of Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem. Now, this wisdom of Hashem and this Torah of Hashem came down into this world, into our intellect. You learn Torah, you're literally taking the light of Hashem into your brain. And we're understanding it, we're comprehending it, we're meditating on it, we're discussing it. So we're bringing light into our lives. We're bringing light into our brain. The most powerful gift that we have is our brain. And we learn Torah, we're infusing our brain with godliness. It's the, that's the ultimate transfusion. Godliness into your brain. On the other hand, when you're doing a mitzvah that God commanded us to do, so it's not so much the command God is commanding us to do. The mitzvah is that when we fulfill the mitzvah, we're, tra we're transforming ourselves. So the bringing down the light of Hashem into this world, specifically that takes place through learning Torah. Why? Because again, you're dealing with the Chachmah of Hashem, the intellect of Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem, which really is really on high, and you're bringing it down to this world. And that's the concept of Yeridas, the bringing down El Yoinim, El Yoinim referring to the Torah of Hashem, the Chachmah of Hashem, Lachtoinim into this world. On the other hand, when it comes to mitzvahs, where do you see the godly spark in there? You're doing an act. In other words, what's the idea of a mitzvah? That we have to do something. So, but on the other hand, but by doing mitzvahs, you keep Shabbos, you keep kosher. So what you're doing at that time, in the 613 commandments, 248 positive, 367 negative, you're transforming the physical world by doing mitzvahs. In other words, like this. Torah, even after Torah is in this physical world, in this materialistic world, guess what? Torah is Dvar Hashem. Anytime you touch it, it's godly. The light is off the charts. So therefore, when you learn Torah, and you're busy, occupied with Torah, you're learning it, you're discussing it, etc., what do you feel? You feel godliness. Because it's the intellect of Hashem. And it literally goes into your, into, your, into your head. It's not transforming you. You're literally bringing in a light. 
And that's why it's important to learn Torah. And the more you learn Torah, the more you're going to be connected to the infinite light. On the other hand, we have an obligation. So that, that when we learn Torah, we're, we're, we're fulfilling half of God's wish, which is to bring down light into this world, bring godliness down into the world. On the other hand, we have a wish of Hashem that that the materialistic world should be transformed. That happens through doing a mitzvah. In other words, we're commanded by Hashem to do a mitzvah. And the goal of the mitzvah is to transform us, to refine us, to refine the world when you're doing the mitzvah. So therefore, the idea of mitzvah is the second half of where we take the physical world and we elevate the world up to Hashem. So again, to be clear, Torah, backtrack, Hashem, when he, when, when, when he wanted to give us a Torah, he said, there's a, there's a problem. You have high, low, there's no connection. So Hashem said, okay, the, uh, the, low, the world is going to get transformed and Hashem is going to bring down powerful light. So by learning Torah, we're bringing in the light in the world. By doing mitzvahs, we're transforming the world. Now, what we learned before, the powerful idea was that the main intent of nullifying the degree wasn't so much that light should be in the world. That was right before Hashem created the world, the light was in the world. Hashem made a tzimtzum. But the goal was that world, materialism, physicality, concealment should want and should become a vessel for God and godliness. So that is on one level. So that applies by Martin Torah. The same thing also when it comes to breaking the boundaries when it comes to Chesidus, Primis Torah. Gal Enai opened the eyes, the physical eyes, Vabito, and my physical eyes should see the wonders of the Torah. In other words, the main purpose is Milmatalamayl, the physical world should be transformed. So based on this, Rebbe says very simple. Since the goal is that the abita, my eyes, the world should be transformed and should see the powerful light of Hashem. So obviously it's not only referring to Torah, because Torah only does half the job. And on the contrary, Torah is the one that brings light to the world. Obviously we're referring to bringing in mitzvahs in the world. Because by doing mitzvahs, that's when we see the godliness into the world. And we want to see godliness in the world when we do mitzvahs. And we want to see godliness when we do the mitzvahs. And, and we want to see the soul of the mitzvah. Because if you're just doing a physical mitzvah, it's an act. But you want to see when you're doing the mitzvah, you want to see the sparkle of God that's being transformed in the world. So based on this, Rebbe explains, that's why the Tzemach Tzedek brings the Shalah Kodesh. In between when he says the wonders of the Torah. And before he finishes off, Referring to the neshama of the Torah, he says, Kavanah is Why? Because in order for a mitzvah to be complete, and you want to have the sparkle of the mitzvah, you're transforming the world, you have to learn Torah. Why? Because when a person learns Torah, you're going to be inspired to do mitzvahs. You're going to know how to do the mitzvahs. You're going to know what a mitzvah is. And to take it a step further, it's like this, that there's the, there's the act of the mitzvah, so in order to know the physical act of the mitzvah, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, how much to do it, so you have to learn the revealed part of the Torah. On the other hand, you want the mitzvah to be complete. You want the intent. You want to have the feeling in the mitzvah, the soul of the mitzvah. In order for that to be complete, you have to learn chassidus. You have to learn primis Torah. When you learn primis Torah, then you do a mitzvah. It's a whole different, it's a whole different mitzvah. <clears throat> now, the fact is like this. Just like when it comes to learning Torah, 
even reveal part of Torah. How much more so when it comes to previous Torah Chassidus, there's many, many levels in learning. Not only quantitative, we're talking qualitatively. There's many, many levels in the revealed part of the Torah, many, many levels of depth. And there's many, many levels in learning premium Torah, many, many levels of depth. So the Rebbe says the same thing is also when it comes to doing mitzvahs. Even a physical mitzvah has many, many levels in doing a mitzvah. You can do a simple mitzvah, you can do a hidden mitzvah, you can, there's many levels to a mitzvah. Same thing also with intent, the intention of doing a mitzvah, the kavan of a mitzvah, there's also many levels in the intention of doing a mitzvah. So based on this, Rebbe says that we know it's brought down, it says, when a person does a mitzvah in this world, again, there's 248 positive, 365 negative, anything you do a mitzvah, what you're doing is actually, and this is very profound, very, very important to know this, you're literally creating garments for your soul in the lower level of, gar- of the Garden of Eden. After 120, you're going to pass away, you're going to come to the Garden of Eden, your soul is there, your soul needs garments. Down here, you wear clothing, materialistic clothing. What kind of garments are you going to wear there? So the garments you wear in the Garden of Eden is from the mitzvahs you do in this world. Now, what happens when you go to the next level? Ganeden HaElyon. Over there, the garments of the mitzvahs, over there, the garments in the Garden of Eden, is from the kavanahs of the mitzvahs, the intent of the mitzvahs. Powerful. So again, by doing mitzvahs in this world, we're creating garments of Ganeden HaTachtoin. And then by doing... The kavanah of the mitzvahs, the intent of the mitzvahs, we're creating garments in Ganeidin Elyon. Shreva says, one second. In Ganeidin Hatachtoin, there's many levels. It's not one level, there's many levels in Ganeidin Hatachtoin. And the same thing also in the higher level of Garden of Eden, there's many, many levels. So, how is it possible you can have one set of garments? People want to have different garments, different colors, different sizes. One set of garments for the whole Ganeid Natachtain, and one set of garments for the whole Ganeid Nalyon. And Derek explains very simple. Because just like in Meist, in the action of mitzvahs, we do many mitzvahs. And there's many levels to doing a mitzvah. The same thing also when we have intention on a mitzvah, there's many, many levels of intention on a mitzvah. So all the different mitzvahs we do, and all the levels of the mitzvah we do, create multiple, you have a whole wardrobe in Ganeidna Tachta, in the Garden garden of Eden, at the lower level of Garden Eden. All the meditation about the mitzvahs, you'll have a whole wardrobe in the higher level of Ganeidna. Now, so we see here that when it comes to the, the intent of the mitzvah, the kavan of the mitzvahs, which is basically the neshama of the mitzvah, you have the physical component of the mitzvah, then you have the neshama of the mitzvah. The physical mitzvah is the mitzvah, the guf of the mitzvah, then you have the neshama of the mitzvah. And it applies to, to, to every single uh, every single person, and the kavan of the mitzvah is connected to where? To the neshama of Torah, which is referring to chassidus. Now, even though... The, the, in other words, the, the regular mitzvah is connected to the revealed part of Torah to know what to do, and the kavanah is connected to the to part of premium Torah. But nevertheless, there's many, many areas in kavanahs of mitzvah. It's the intent of a mitzvah, which is also the revealed part of Torah. As we know, you have the general, the general kavanah, the general meditation, the general intent when you do all the mitzvahs. What's the general intent before you do a mitzvah? Every one of the 248 positive and you're refraining of the 369 negative mitzvahs. One intent, a simple intent. You're going to fulfill Ratzayin Hashem. You're going to fulfill the will of Hashem. So you can do a mitzvah. Shabbos, Kashrus, whatever it may be. So before you stop and say, I am right now going to do the will of Hashem. 
I'm eating kosher because that's what Hashem wants. I'm keeping Shabbos, that's what Hashem wants. I'm putting on film, that's what Hashem wants. I have a mezuzah in my house because that's what Hashem wants. You can have the mezuzah, that's the physical mitzvah. That gives you that gives you garments in the lower level of, of Ganadin. But if you want to have garments in the higher level of Ganadin, guess what? Before you kiss the mezuzah, before you put on tefillin, before you keep Shabbat, before you light candles Friday night, think about the the, the intent. You're going to do Ratzon Hashem. That will give you garments. And that you don't even need major mysticism for. Simple. You want to do the Ratzon Hashem. And this intent is also going to reveal part of the Torah. Obviously, when you learn chassidus, when you learn primis Torah, so these meditations and these intention and the intent, even the intention of doing the will of Hashem is a whole different level. You can have a simple, I want to do the will of Hashem. Very nice. But once you learn chassidus, and you learn primis Torah, and you learn about rotzain, where it's part of kester, and it's part of tainog, and it's a whole different level. So obviously, you can go take it a step further. But even a basic meditation, you're doing the rotzain Hashem, is also the revealed part of Torah. The same thing also, if you, in the specific meditation of every single mitzvah, every single mitzvah has its specific meditation, has its reason for it. And even in the revealed part of Torah, you have reasons for it. Obviously, obviously, um, even, in the, in fact, even in the Torah itself, there's reasons for certain mitzvahs. How, and then, the, for example, there's different Ramazim, there's different hints, and there's different homiletics, etc. But obviously, when it comes to the reasons of every specific mitzvah, according to previous Torah, according to Chassidus, it's much higher, it's much greater. And obviously, you'll have much more depth and much more appreciation, um, more than just in the revealed part of Torah. So based on this, Shabbat says as follows. Just like when it comes to the verse where it says, Gal Enai, open my eyes, and I want to see the nephlois of the Torah, the wonders of the Torah. So I want to see the, the tremendous, powerful insights into Torah, which is basically, we said the simple meaning is this, the, the concealed part of the Torah, the neshama of the Torah, and the neshama of the neshama of Torah, the depth of the depths. But where should that come from? And back to key point, mi Torah secha. I want everything to be able to see it by looking at the revealed Torah. Just looking at the revealed Torah, I want from there to be able to see all the powerful lights coming out. In other words, from the body of the Torah, from the simple Torah, or from the garments of the Torah, from the stories of Torah, I want to be able to see all the mitzvahs. So what the Torah is saying is like this. You have the revealed part of the Torah, and you have the concealed part of the Torah. Obviously, the concealed part has much more depth and much more meditation. But the goal is not that it should be two different Torahs. When you learn the regular Torah from in the words of the Torah, you should be able to see the, the powerful teaching of mysticism. And there was a, that, that's in reference to Torah. And there's the same thing applies when it comes to mitzvahs. That the wonders of the intent of the mitzvahs which we know is the Kabbalah, the Rizal has tremendous meditations and other deep meditations. You should be able to see it as a baseline from the simple meditation, from the simple insights, the simple uh, meditations. And on the contrary, there's even, even, you know, even a step further. From the simple understanding of the mitzvah, which a simple five-year-old understands, which is, that goes under the category of the stories of the Torah, that even a simple uh, um, uh, a child understands, from there you should have to be able to see the depth. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be like a split, two worlds, the revealed part and the concealed part. From the revealed part of that, we should see the depth of the Torah, and the same thing also from a simple mitzvah, we should see the depth of the mitzvah. They should be totally intertwined and in sync and totally connected. 
And uh, Rabbi now is going to take it a step further, and he says like this. When it comes to the intent of the mitzvah, the kavanah of the mitzvah, it's even more important that we should know it as a base from reality, from the simple mitzvah itself. And this is more important than the Torah, that the mitzvah has to always be anchored in, re- in the reality. Why? Because what's the goal? Like we said before, the goal is that tachtoinim, the lower world, should be a vessel for godliness. So in other words, the goal is that the person, the world, the mitzvah, from the mitzvah itself, you'd see the godly spark in it. And since we know the goal of mitzvahs is to transform us and refine us, refine the person that's doing the mitzvah, and the main transformation takes place how? By kavanas and mitzvahs. You do a mitzvah, that's great, it refines you. But when you start meditating on the mitzvah, and you start meditating on the depth of the mitzvah, that brings greater refinement. The more you meditate, the more you understand, the more you're connected to the deeper secrets, that refines you. In other words, the greater the intention, the greater the meditation, the greater the transformation is going to be. So therefore, since it's about creating a transformation, so you want a deep meditation, but it has to always be anchored back to the simple mitzvah. And this way it accomplishes the, tr- the ultimate transformation. And based on this, the Rebbe explains a very, very powerful idea, and he says like this. We know that Tzemach Tzedek wrote um, a book called Derech Mitzvah The Way of Your Mitzvot, and he gives powerful insights. It's, a matter of fact, a great resource. It's actually published in English. It's available even online, and there's a lot of classes available on it that gives you powerful, deep insights into all the many, many mitzvahs in the Torah. So one of the um, the, uh, uh, mitzvahs that that the Tzemach Tzedek teaches, it's called Shoirish Mitzvah Satfila, the source of the mitzvah of, of praying. Now, so in this heavy, heavy, deep, loaded, Kabbalistic teaching of all the, of all the meditations of prayer, in there, the, the, in, the, in, this, in this teaching of the Tzemach Tzedek, he says, and he uses an expression, animit palel, I'm praying, ladas zehatinik. I am praying just for the child, the child should get better. No simple meditation, someone's not feeling well, I'm praying for the child. I'm praying like a child. Plain simple. What do you mean? But where's the meditation? That's the that's the expression that Tzadik uses. I am praying for the child. So the Rebbe asks, one second. You're dealing with if you want to you know you want to say a nice thought, you just pray for the child. That's great. That's wonderful. But you're dealing with here. You're explaining the source of all the depth, kabbalistic insights of prayer. In general and specific, and then you're bringing Kabbalah and you're bringing Zohar and you're bringing Chasidut. So why would you bring in a middle over here, a simple teaching, I'm praying for the child? So the Rebbe says, that's exactly the point. Because the Tzemach Tzedek is trying to teach us that all the tremendous deep meditations, as great as they are, you have to bring it back to reality. I'm praying for the child that needs help. Whether it's in general prayer, all the highest, deepest, meditations on level it has to be something you're praying for the child and the child should understand and whether it's referring to um, um, uh, verses and requests that you say in, 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 in different prayers and all the different you know explanations according to Kabbalah and Siddhis it has to be anchored into what is the simple understanding what is pure Shamilot what is, what is the prayer saying 
just and not to abstract things. It has to always go back to reality, just like a kid. A child was reading it, he would understand what it's saying. It has to be able to be anchored back to reality. Now, the Rebbe says, even though this applies to all areas of Torah, but nevertheless, we know that prayer is different than Torah. Why? Because Torah, as we said, brings down godliness into the world. Prayer is the opposite. Prayer is elevating the physicality, elevating the low world, transforming, refining the human being. So therefore, since it's about transformation prayer, so therefore it's more important, just like by mitzvahs. So therefore, the Rebbe says, that's why specifically in the, in the Tzamech Tzedek, in this powerful, deep teaching of Sherish Mitzvah he brings specifically, I'm praying for the child. Because we have to remember, the goal is down here to elevate down here. All the mitzvahs is elevating down here. Prayers are elevating down here. So true, you want to meditate and you want to, you know, go on to these uh, high levels. It's very, very good. It's very, very important. But we have to remember it's all about bringing it back to reality. Now, so based on this, based on this, Rebbe explains the connection, like we brought in the beginning of the Hasidic discourse, between the two verses. What are the two verses? Gal Enai. Hashem, open my eyes. We said before, it's about opening my eyes because I need to transform myself. And I want to see Neflois, the tremendous wonders, the secrets, and the secrets of these secrets. But I want to see it from your Torah. That means I want to bring it back to reality. And the second verse. What's the second verse? The Eid Hagalazeh. That this mound should be a testimony. Why? And Derek explains it this. The mound between Lavan, Laban, Yaakov's father-in-law and Yaakov, is just like, what's a mound? A separation. So on a spiritual level, just like the decree between higher and lower, before Martin Torah. And um, the author brings in, in, his, in his prayer book, in the, in the Shire Lag Boimer, where he speaks about the, uh, the, the spiritual signals of Lag Boimer, he says like this, that the mound, the mound between Lavan and Yaakov is two ideas. We know that Lavan, Lavan, there's two levels of Lavan. On one hand, there's the, there's the high level of, we'll start with the high ones, the high level of uh, Lavan. He's actually called Loivan Elyon, the highest level of white, the ultimate impurity. Lavan, that Lavan is a very, very, and that's why Yaakov went there, by the way, to elevate the sparks. We're not going to get distracted right now. But Lavan is a very, very high level of purity, which is higher than Yaakov. That's why Yaakov went to him. So you have Lavan, Lavan Elyon, and Yaakov. Lavan is all the way in high. Yaakov is down here. Which And the, what was the mound? The mound is the separation between the infinite light of Hashem, which is higher than the, even the first world of Atzilut and Atzilut. So the first idea of the mound is to separate Loivan Elyon, the infinite light, which is higher than Atzilus and Atzilus. And then the second in, insight, where Yaakov is higher than Lovin, Lovin is the low Lovin, so to speak. And that would be the separation. Yaakov resembles that world of Atzilut, and Lovin resembles the world of Bia, Bria, Yitzira, Sira. Now, so what's the connection with Lagboimer in this verse? Because what did the Rashbi accomplish? He was able to transform the 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 gal, the wall, and the separation between higher and lower. Which means the Rashbi accomplished on a spiritual level. There's no separation between Loivana Elyon, the infinite light, higher than Atzilus, and Yaakov, lower Atzilus, and also he was able to take away the separation of Yaakov Atzilus 
and the lower worlds of Bria Tzirasiya. In other words, that means practically, from certainly from the highest to the lowest, that even in Bria Yitzirasiya, the lowest worlds, it knows even up until the lowest physical world, Eilamasiya, what should be revealed in there is the world of Atzilut, and but not only the world of Atzilut, even higher, the infinite light, which is higher than Atzilut, and that should all come down into this world. So Lag Boimer is to break the mound from the infinite light all the way down to this world, that the light, light should be able to come down here, and the, the world down here should be a vessel for the powerful light. Now, so that we see the separation, the breaking is Eid Hagalazah. And that's basically the, 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 the idea of the, of, of the second verse of, of Lagba'im, which is Gal Enai Vabit in the Fleishman Teresacha, which means that even in the areas of Nigla the Torah, the revealed part of the Torah, which we know the revealed part of the Torah is connected to the world of Bri Yitzhira and even in the, the garments of the Torah, which is literally the garments at even a lower level, it's referring to the world of Asiya, in the, the Torah, again, which represents Bri Yitzhira and the garments represents the world of Asiya, we should have in there revealed the secrets of the Torah, which is referring to the world of Atzilut, and the secrets of the secrets, which is actually referring to even higher than Atzilut. Now, Hitler was going to add and take it a whole different level, and he says like this. We know that everything in the Torah is very, very specific. Every word, every letter, everything is very specific. So you have to say, this, that the verse, Eid Hagalazah, which is referring to the separation between Laban and Yaakov, and we said that's a reference to Lagba Imer, and which means we're basically breaking that that separation because this breaking the separation because what does it say in the verse Lovin tells Yaakov it's, it's, it's a testimony that I'm not going to pass you're not going to pass we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna basically remain respectful to each other's boundaries now how did they create how did they create the separation so they made a gal what's a gal a gal is a mound and those they took a bunch of little uh, rocks and they made a little mound. But they didn't make a wall. A mound is not a wall. A wall is a brick wall. You can't see each other. A mound is a little uh, a little mound. Now they didn't put up a, a full wall, a bulletproof wall. Why? Why didn't they make if they wanted to make a separation, why didn't they pull up a, a full wall? Because they wanted to create a hint to say that even though there's a mound, it's not a wall. A wall means we're never breaking the wall. I'm here, you're there, we're totally separate. The mound is saying is that there is room, there is room. There's room for what? That it's possible I can go to you and you can go to me. We're agreeing we shouldn't go. In a wall, you don't have to say it's two different worlds. We're saying since it's po- it's possible, we're agreeing not to, not, not to step over. In other words, what Deborah's explaining is this. The purpose of a mound is it's possible, we're agreeing not to, but it's still possible to go through. In other words, just like the mound, it's possible at times we will come through for peaceful things. So the same thing also, the separation when Hashem made the world originally, and He said, no, heaven is heaven, and earth is earth. And that's the mechitza, that's the, uh, the, the, the created the full separation. The separation is on the same level, that even when Hashem originally made the separation between higher and lower, between infinite and finite, the goal of the original separation was that eventually it should be unified. Very important point. When originally Hashem made the separation, it wasn't a separation that can never be broken. 
In the praying, when Hashem made the mechitza, when He made the separation, when He made the tzimtzum, was that eventually the, the tzimtzum and the mechitza should be pierced. Why? <clears throat> Why is that? <clears throat> because the intent, like we said before, of dira betachtoinim, that means there should be a world which is concealed, that the goal is that the dwelling place for Hashem should be in a place where it's, there's total concealment. Now, since the goal was that there should be a place where Hashem should be revealed where He was concealed at one point, so therefore you had to create the world in a way where there's concealment through a mechitza. Because if there was no mechitza, if there was no separation, how would there be dear with Achtainim? It would always be El Yoinim. So in other words, when Hashem originally made it, it had to be in a way that they, there was no light coming into it, but there was a separation. And the separation is a message, no, we're not, we're not, we're not crossing over. But on the other hand, when Bnei Yisrael do our work, we do our Avodah, we're able to unify Tachtoinim, but Tachtoinim in the way it's literally concealed, and where there was a decree, there was a decree that we should not be able to be connected, and later on we can break that and get connected. And that's why Derba says, the, 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 uh, the uh, hint for Lagba Oimer is specifically in this verse of Eid HaGalazah, why? Because what did, Rosh, what did the Rashbi accomplish? Rashbi accomplished to transform this mound and to transform the separation. And here is key. This is one of the big, biggest foundations of mysticism is that through the Rashbi, it was revealed that the in, intent and the internal purpose of the concealment, that the intent of the concealment was, and was the real purpose of the concealment is, that ultimately there should, be, there should be revelation. This is very, very powerful. In other words, normally you have a concealment, a wall, again, the wall, the wall is made, it shouldn't be taken down. But if you put up a mound and you're saying, listen, I stay here, you stay here, but why, why put up a mound, put up a wall? Because we're making a mound, we're making a separation, so that there should be a real separation, but the goal of the separation is that eventually the separation should go away and we should be unified. As long as we're, we're separate, higher, lower, yeah, there has to be a separation. But the goal is that this shouldn't, that this, we should become one. And how are you going to become one when you realize that the initial purpose of the symptom, the initial reason of the, of the concealment, was that eventually we should become unified. And based on this, Jehovah says, that's why the, the hint for Lagba'imer in the verse, Gal Einai, Reveal, my eyes should be revealed, and I should see the wonders of Torah Secha, your Torah. We have, we, where do we learn it out from? We learn it out from the verse of the Torah, which says, Eidagalazeh. Why? Because what's the main novel idea of Galenai? Open my eyes, and I should see the wonders, the tremendous secrets I see from your Torah. That when we see the wonders, not because the, the wonders are concealed, are revealed. But no, no, we want the eyes should be revealed. That Hashem should open up our eyes and the human being, the physical human being should see the ones of Torah because the person becomes a vessel for it. Now, and the person should see the, the, the ones of Torah not because all of a sudden there's a light that's shining. The person himself should be transformed to see it. And that we need to learn from Eid Hagalazeh, which again, 
to recap, that the, to reveal to us, which the Rajbi revealed to us, that the essence of the concealment is that the concealment was for the revelation. So in other words, like this, when we, for example, don't see something, is it we don't see? No, Hashem made a concealment, but it's not real. The goal is that we should take the veneer off. And our physical body, this physical world, could see and will see godliness because it was, it's not a real concealment. It's a concealment, so we should do our work and see it from, from, from who we are. Not because someone told us or God revealed himself to us. We should want it. We should want the revelation. And we, could, we should see the revelation. We should feel it. And we could do it. And the Rebbe finishes off and he says as follows. By learning and spreading Panemius Atayra, Chassidus, Kabbalah, mysticism, which is the Torah of the Rashbi of Shema Yechai, and specifically the way it's explained and revealed in Torah's Chassidus, because Chassidus has the power that it reveals it in a way of Yisparnasun, something we can comprehend, we can understand, we can connect, we can appreciate, we can relate to it. Havana Vasaga. Up until the point that the intellect of the human being the person that learns the chassidus becomes one with the thing that you're learning. Like we said before, Gal Enai, our eyes should see it. That the seeing the wonders shouldn't be because all of a sudden the light went on, but we should we should get it. By learning chassidus and by connecting to chassidus will merit to the greatest revelations of Pneumius Atari, which is going to be when Mashiach comes in the future. And because the revelation when Mashiach comes in the future is going to be, besides from the fact that it's going to be revealed from above, Hashem is going to reveal tremendous stuff, but the world is going to see it. And there it brings what the Rambam writes, and the Rambam says like this, that in the times of Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, that the Asik, the occupation of the world, and the people of the world is going to be one thing, one thing only. They want to know Hashem. Not for sure Hashem is going to reveal, but the world is going to want to know Hashem. And he quotes from the verse that says, Ki the earth, the world, is going to be filled with Deus Hashem, the knowledge of Hashem. Kamayim Just like water covers over everything. Same thing also, the whole world is going to be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. When is that going to happen? In the, in the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, through Mashiach, very, very soon and very, very quickly. Obviously, this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse. There's obviously a lot of powerful messages over here in this Hasidic discourse um, that we can take away and learn from. But I think one of the most powerful teachings the Rebbe is teaching us is that the purpose of concealment is the revelation. And once we know that the purpose of concealment is the revelation, we don't have to be afraid from the concealment. Because the concealment is not that, God forbid, we shouldn't have a relationship with Hashem. On the contrary, that every one of us have the power to take off the concealment, and with our eyes, we can see God in godliness. Tachtoinim yalalel yoinim. And the Rebbe gives us very, very simple ingredients how to do it. By learning chassidus, by teaching chassidus, by living chassidus, pnimiyas atayra, kabbalah, zorah, obviously chassidus makes it practical. We can transform ourselves. And when we transform ourselves 
Like the Rebbe says at the end, the whole world will be full of the knowledge of God and will accomplish both things. A, godly light will be in the world and we will be transformed and will all merit to the great revelation of coming Mashiach, God willing, speedily in our days. Have a great and blessed week and have a happy Lag Ba'imer and um, happy Lag Ba'imer as we, as we mentioned over in the Chassidic Discourse. It's Matan Torah. Just like Shavuos for the revealed part of Torah. Lag Ba'imer is our Yontif, Primius Torah. So good Yontif, good Yontif.